Monday motivation. Start your week off flying high. Monday motivation. It's your time to rise and shine. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Um, today we have a very special guest. Diogo Esteves, he's an author. He wrote the book, help me out here, The Journey of the King's Men. Is that right? Journey of a King's Men, that's right. All right. So today we're going to have him with us. And if you're watching, there you go. I'm waiting for my book. So when I get the book, I will put a picture on our Facebook page so you guys get to see. Also, you guys will get the link and everything else. But anyway, let's go ahead and go to the interview. Um, I didn't know Diogo for many years. The first time we met was to, to talk about money, <laughs> right? And I remember thinking, this guy is just a genius. I just thought that he was the smartest guy. And uh, I absolutely loved what he had to say. Took a few years to uh, see him back. And he got a chance to come to Colorado. We got a chance to talk. And I think that he left a huge impression in our hearts with the message that he has to share. And I think this book is going to be remarkable. It's going to be part of the history. And you're going to be so blessed to hear Diogo today. So welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here with you guys, for sure. So our podcast is, is, is about Monday. It's, it's about motivating to get up and get your Monday started. So my first question for you is, how do you see Mondays? I love Mondays. <laughs> That's one of the things that I often uh, talk about with people, and I actually wrote about it in the book as well, is that I believe that most people are not living their lives like life was intended to be lived. You know, I don't believe that when we were designed, um, we were created to um, crave Fridays. I believe we were supposed to crave Mondays, and when Friday comes, you'd be like, man, I got to wait two days to wait for Monday again. And I just think that a lot of people don't live that way. They live the opposite, right? They, they, they can't wait until Friday comes around. They dread coming out when Monday comes because I don't believe they're living out their purpose. You know, people like yourself, for instance, the reason you love Monday so much is because I believe you're living out the purpose that you were created for. So it's just a different, it's a different mindset when you really start thinking about these things because it changes everything about your life. So I love Mondays personally. That's fantastic. So... When you came to our home, you said a phrase that really uh, hits our hearts, okay? And this phrase, I think I, I mentioned this in the podcast many, many times, which is start with the end in mind. Absolutely. Tell, tell us that, what is behind this. Why did you believe in that? Well, one of the things that you mentioned a little, a little bit earlier is that when you first met me, we talked about money because that's the work that I do, right? I do work with financial planning and strategizing and things like that. And I think with everything in life, when you want to achieve something that's meaningful and something that's going to really cause the impact that you want to that you want to cause, you have to begin with the end in mind because you have to be able to see the whole picture and then build it backwards. So especially when you're doing when you're dealing with financial planning and, and strategizing and things like that, if you're not able to see where you're going, it's very difficult for you to understand what you have to do to get there. Now you can understand where you are, that's the easy part. But for to get to be able to get somebody to help you see 
into the future, let's just say, uh, let's put it that way, and then work backwards and strategize a plan that will allow you to reach your goals is, isn't very easy. And, and I don't say this because some people are smarter than others. That's not what I'm saying. It's just that we all have different personalities and temperaments, and we all have different gifts and talents. So numbers are numbers to me is just something that comes very naturally. It's always it's always been that way. I started working when I was 13 years old. And uh, I've always loved, you know, saving and learning ways to invest and how to manage my money properly and how to teach others. And that's what I do today. Uh, so to me, it's just beginning with the end in mind. I took that, uh, that whole approach from the money portion, from the money part of my life, and I started applying to other ways, to other places as well. So one of the things that we talk about in the book is uh, the 12 quests, right? And we're going to dig a little bit deeper into that. But um, I believe that if you, have, if you begin with the end in mind in every single area of your life and you understand exactly what your goal is and where you want to get to and then start working backwards, everything will change and your life will be a lot easier and I think more enjoyable as well. That's awesome. That helps. That helps the mindset, even that helps the mindset of the artist, you know, the creative minds think that way. It helps you to process. So when you wrote this book, what, what did you have in mind? Who did you wrote this book for? So when I originally wrote the book, um, I actually had my two sons in mind. Um, I believe that a good way to learn a lesson is when you're going through it yourself and you're learning by your own mistakes. And I think a great way to learn a lesson in a very smart way is when you're learning from someone else's mistakes, right? So I figured, you know, I've gone through a lot of things in my life that I wish I hadn't gone through. I'm thankful for them today because obviously they're crazy, great lessons. But if I had learned this early on about these specific things, and we all have those stories, we would have taken a different path. So when I started writing the book, I had my two sons in mind and I said, well, I'm all about legacy. I'm, I'm very big on leaving a legacy behind. And I said, if I'm going to leave somebody something, somebody that I love something, a map to follow, and I understand they're going to make their own mistakes, but if I can, I can ease their way into this a little bit more, then what, how could I do that? I mean, what would be the most effective way to do it? That's how I, why I decided to write the book. Now, obviously, as you start sharing these lessons, you understand that a lot of people are going through the same hardships that I went through. And now you're, you get a chance to share with them and they get to experience through your mistakes what it's like to, because we're beginning with the end in mind, they're seeing what the end result is. They don't want to go down that path anymore. So I just, the reason I wrote it is because I wanted to help other people not make the same mistakes that I made. And if they do choose to make it, they know for a fact where they're going to end up and it's not going to be a very pleasant place. So that's the biggest reason. Right. And for the people, we have a lot of creative minds that listen to our show, a lot of artists, a lot of people that work with their hands. And usually a lot of those type of personality have a hard time to do and to deal with money. Money is always very scary. And money is always like, you know, that mentality of the starving artist. So money is something that when you talk about it makes people nervous. What do you say that the steps for this type of people, how do they should start approaching finances or money? How do they, they deal with? See, I think one of the most beautiful things about an artist is that they like yourself, you know, you love Mondays for a reason because doing what you do is not work for you. 
I don't believe it is. It doesn't seem that way anyways. It's just part of your lifestyle, right? So one of the things that I talk right. about often, just to, to, to make a stronger point here, is people believe that their personal life, their work, and their ministry, or their calling, whatever you want to call it, are three separate things. And I honestly don't believe it. I believe all of those circles overlay, and right in the middle of it, that's where it, what, what your life should be like. Because you're living out your purpose, it doesn't feel like work anymore. So for an artist, because your your mind is so creative, you're not focused on the, the mechanical side of things. You're not focused on the number side. You just want to do what you do best. And, and that's the beauty behind this whole thing. I believe that we were created by a higher being for a reason. There's a reason why we're in this world. If every single person was like me, this world would be quite boring, just be numbers. If every, if every person was like you, it would be just painting and nobody would get, you know, the planning and the strategizing done. So I believe that we need each other to be able to do certain things. So to answer your question, um, I believe that it's strong, uh, an artist, someone that struggles with certain areas of their life, so they, they don't have um, the, the mindset to be able to structure an effective plan. I believe they have to partner up with someone that, that is like that, not partner up in the sense that build a business with them or anything like that, but Financial planning is not that complicated as long as you get somebody that knows what they're doing. They're very good at it, and especially if they've gotten results, the results that you're looking for even better. But if you can get them to help you see what you can't see, then you'll be able to develop a very a very effective strategy. Because the, the, I've been very blessed my whole life in multiple ways. My family, you know my family. I have a beautiful wife, two amazing kids. And um, the last two years, I haven't had to work which not a lot of people can say this. And the reason I haven't had to work is not because I didn't want to work, but I got to a point where a couple of years ago, and the main reason why I wrote this book is because I got down on my knees and I asked God, I said, listen, I need you to take my life because it doesn't seem like my life means anything. I'm achieving everything that uh, people on the outside would believe that success looks like. And yet, the more I grow, the more empty I become. So the math didn't add up, right? And the reason I'm telling you this, because the second part of the my talk with God, if you if may say, um, when I got down on my knees, I said, either take my life or give me purpose. And from that moment on, I said, I don't want to put my hands on anything else other than the reason why I was created for and because I've always had a very natural talent with numbers, over the last two years, I've been developing strategies and programs to be able to help people like yourself and artists to be able to implement those strategies and not have to focus so much on the stuff that they're not very good at. There's no reason in majoring in minor things. You have to major in the things that you're very good at, but you have to bring somebody alongside with you, alongside you, so they can help you take your game to the next level and be able to do your art, if that makes sense. Right. And yeah, I heard you talking about, and so many times that you share about your story about mentorship. Do you believe the mentorship is essential for the growth? Oh, absolutely. Mentorship saved my life. When I, that day, when I, and like I said, the story, the whole story is in the book. I'm just giving you a little um, uh, summary of it. But the moment that I got down on my knees and, and asked, literally asked how to take my life or give me purpose, there was a mentor that came alongside me that guided me through the steps, through this process. And I don't know how else I would have been able to, to go through this had I not had a mentor alongside. Now, the whole story was a miracle because it was a guy that lived in Texas, which I had never met before. I was in Florida at the time. And how does that, how does that connection happen other than, you know, 
There's just some, it's a miracle. That's what it is. So yes, I believe the mentorship is extremely important because a mentor is somebody that has been there before and, and to a place where you have never been. So if you've never been there before and you don't have that knowledge, the knowledge, how do you get there? It's, it's literally impossible. Well, not impossible, but you're going to go through so many hardships that you wouldn't have to go through had you had a mentor. So just going back to money, why do people need a mentor when it comes to money if they're not good with it? Because a mentor, if he's a true mentor, he's been there before. He knows the way. So you can eventually get there. You can eventually be financially independent because I believe that's all, what we all want when it comes to finances, right? To be financially independent. But if you don't know the steps you have to take in order to get there, when do you get there? Because even if you've arrived, you are not going to feel like you've arrived because you don't know where you're going. So you might be at a, at a wonderful place like I was. I gave myself a $470,000 pay raise in two years. Two years, $470,000 pay raise. And when I got up there, I was the most miserable person on earth. I believe that if I had a mentor along the way, I would, he would have been able to coach me on what to expect when I finally hit the peak of the mountain. And I hit a peak of the mountain. But the problem is I looked across the way and I just realized I had climbed the wrong mountain. So I believe mentorship would have saved me a lot of time and headache and hardships throughout that process. So I don't, so I don't all of a sudden work very hard to get to a certain point and all of a sudden realize that, you know, I just climbed the wrong mountain. Now I have to come all the way down and start climbing again. You can't do a lot of those things throughout your life because the only thing that we don't have enough of is time. We all got 24 hours and that's it. So what do you do? That's that's right. That's right. Time. Yeah. That time. I, I keep repeating myself how much time is a gift, you know? Um, I usually ask all the guests that come to our show this question. And um, it is very interesting how everybody, how everybody answers something different and how much impacts people different. But do you have a quote that you live by and why? Do I have a quote that I live by? Well, I do have a quote. It's, it's a quote from the Bible, and it's something that changed my life. Because every time that I think I get, it's not a quote, it's a verse, right? So every time that okay. I start getting down and I just don't understand what's going on or I'm seeking the wrong things. Because the biggest challenge that I had was not that you know money isn't bad, wealth isn't bad, having stuff is not bad. The problem is when you put your heart in those things. And that's what I did because that's what I was looking for all my life. So to me, it's Matthew 6, 33, which is seek first the kingdom of God and all of the things will be added onto you. Uh, there, Obviously, this is just a short version of it. But if you, it's just because this was a major part of my life. There was a transformation that happened when I finally submitted you know, which is something I never live by. So this to me is the, the biggest, and I had this on my phone for about a year, right on the screen every time, just to remind me every time I looked at my phone that, you know, I have to seek first the right things and then everything else is going to be added to me, but it's going to be fruits of my work and not necessarily the, you know, the thing that I'm looking for. Oh, that's so great. I am excited to watch everything. I'm going to be watching you and everything that is going to happen in your life and the places where God is going to take you. And I am just so thrilled and excited to be able to see that. Now, my last question is, what is the first step towards financial freedom? I believe the, the first financial step would be realizing that 
how much money you're making is not the problem. Because a lot of people believe they're so caught up in this mindset that, you know, if I'm making 20,000 a year, that's the problem. And then all of a sudden they start making 40,000 a year. They said, oh, I'm still not making enough. And all of a sudden they're up to 100,000. It's not enough. They're up to 500,000. It's not enough. So I think that what, from what I've seen in my years of experience, I've done this for about eight or nine years now, is that most people are caught up in the mindset or the lie that they don't make enough. Now, Obviously, if you know if you're not making enough to pay your bills, then you're absolutely right. But I think it's just understanding that it's not about how much you make; it's about how much you keep, and more importantly, mm-hmm. how much you invested, so that money can eventually start working for you. If if people could only understand this concept, it will completely change their lives. I dedicated two of the two of the chapters in the book. Uh, out of the 17 chapters just to speak about money because I know how important it is. Everybody talks about financial freedom. Everybody wants financial freedom. But the challenge is that if you don't have the knowledge to eventually make your money work for you, then you're never going to be truly free because as long as you're trading your time for dollars, you can't be free. It's, It's real simple. So I think just realizing that it's not about how much you make, but how much you keep and better, more importantly, uh, so how soon can you put your money to work for you? I believe is the very first step because it's a mindset. I would say that 70% or even 80% of this whole money game is a mindset. The mechanics of it are very, very simple because once you set up a strategy and you have a plan to go by, then all you have to do is just follow. If you want to retire one day, all you have to do is put the money every month. If you want to protect your family the right way, all you have to do is have the right amount of insurance and the type of amount of it's the right type of insurance. If you want to make sure that your kids are going to be okay, you know, when it comes to their, if you're, you're, you and your spouse were to die, you have to make sure you have a will in place. If you don't want your identity stolen, your uh, credit stolen, then you have to make sure you're protected. So once you structure that initial plan, the problem, you don't have to keep thinking about it because it's just, it goes on automatic. It's same with managing your money. A lot of people think that they have to do, you know, the crazy Excel spreadsheets. And I'm sure that as an artist, it would drive you insane to be bunching in numbers and doing things like that on the spreadsheet. So what I tell people is this, listen, why don't you get a money management software and all you have to do is push one button and be done with it. It takes you three minutes a day. If that, could you push a button? Yeah, we can push a button. Wonderful. Then you can manage your money. So it's just, there's a, there's, there's a lot of things that are in, in the middle of it. I think I went a little bit over what you asked, but the very first step is just realizing that it's not that complicated and it's not about how much you're making. It's about what you do with the money that you have. That's awesome. That's awesome. I, I feel like in the future, we should do it again. We should do another interview because I feel like this is just a little, um, little bit of a, you know, taste of so many things that you can teach and help people. But uh, I, where the, can people find your book? So they can go right on Amazon. Just uh, type in The Journey of a Kingsman or just type in my name, Diogo Estevez with an S. And, uh, or they can go directly on the website as well. It's the, the kingsmanacademy.com. So there's a sampler of the book as well that's available both on Amazon and the website that they can download just so they can kind of take a look at the book before they actually purchase it. The last thing I want is for people to purchase another book that they're not going to get to. 
So if the story is engaging, and that's how I did it, uh, to be really engaging and I'm being very vulnerable with every single story, every single hardship that I've gone through in my life. Uh, if I can engage people and eventually have them uh, go through a transformation, then I've achieved my goal. If not, then I don't want people to just buy another book just to have another book on the bookshelf, you know? Right, right. Well, I want to say thank you. You're such a success story. And uh, this country is so blessed to have you here and the people in the lives that you would touch. And I appreciate you being in our Money Motivation podcast. I really, I'm really thankful. Thank you so much. And uh, please kiss your family for me, your boys, your beautiful wife. And I hope to see you soon. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me here. And just thank you so much for, you know, stepping out of, out of your comfort zone to be able to do what you're doing now, because I know it's not the easiest thing in the world, but I know for a fact that people need uh, the, all the motivation they can get, especially when it comes to Mondays. So that's for sure. <laughs> Thank you so much, brother. Awesome. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure, Rebecca. <laughs>